And today we are going to look at the fifth fundamental principle to live by. As I always say, and I will say it again, these don't need to remain principles. They need to become values. Most people struggle with the basic, basic questions of life. Like, why do I exist? Like, uh, what am I here for? Or am I making any difference? Or am I making an impact? Or how do I find fulfillment? They may call it happiness, but in reality, what they are looking for is fulfillment. The purpose of this series is to introduce you to Jesus' statements answering these questions. Jesus is answering these basic questions of life. And to equip you to experience a meaningful, fulfilling, and impactful life. Who doesn't want this? Jesus' life was meaningful. It was fulfilling. It was impactful. And he wants us to experience the same. Meaningful. He knew why he came to earth. He knew. Jesus knew his life had a meaning. He knew that. He was living on purpose. Fulfilling. His life was full of joy. Fulfilling. And impactful. Jesus lived for others. He lived for others. He was not just there making money and acquiring stuff. He was there to impact others. Meaningful. Fulfilling. Impactful. He wants us to live the same kind of life. So following Jesus is the process of adopting his lifestyle so that you can discover the meaning of your life. You can experience the same fulfillment and make the same impact around you. Following Jesus is a process where you live like him so you can find the same fulfillment he found. You can find the same meaning he found and you can make the same impact he made. So to introduce his followers to the life, the life that they were called to live, Jesus said this in John chapter 15 verse 8. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. And that will be our fifth principle to live by, producing fruit. The Bible uses a lot of agricultural language to help the audience understand. Jesus portrays himself as the tree and his followers as branches. Therefore, he expects the branches attached to him to produce fruit. John chapter 15 verse 1 to 2. I am the true vine and my father is the vineyard keeper. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit... He removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it will produce more fruit. Every branch in me that does not produce fruit, he removes and he prunes every branch that produces fruit so that it can produce more fruit. What did Jesus mean by that? Which kind of fruit is he talking about? How do I know that I'm, produ I'm producing fruit or if I've been cut off? How do I know that? I'm glad you asked. 
Jesus is the true vine, meaning that there are other vines or fake vines out there. He says, I am the true vine. And God the Father is looking after the whole vineyard. God is looking, is pruning, is cutting, and, and looking after the vineyard. The only time a branch stops to produce fruit is when it stops receiving nutrients from the vine. We stop producing fruit when we stop receiving nutrients from Jesus. When we stop listening to Jesus, we stop producing fruit. That's why he said, my father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. It means... God will be glorified by the fact that we produce fruit because producing fruit proves that we are following Jesus. Does it make sense? So when he says fruit, he says, ah, they are following my son. Without fruit, he says, ah, they are not following my son. He receives glory when we are following Jesus because automatically the producing fruit there is a result. You cannot manufacture fruit. John 15, 4 to 8. Remain in me and I in you. Just as a branch is unable to produce fruit by itself unless it remains on the vine, so neither can you unless you remain in me. I'm the vine, you are the branches. The one who remains in me and I in him produces much fruit because you can do nothing without me. If anyone does not remain in me, he's thrown aside like a branch and he withers. They gather them, throw them into the fire, and they are burned. If you remain in me and my words remain in you, ask whatever you want and it will be done for you. My father is glorified by this, that you produce much fruit and prove to be my disciples. It is the remaining in Jesus that generates fruit in us and out of us. We can agree on that premise. So there are three types. Of fruit we are expected to produce in the Bible. Three types of fruit. And the first one is the fruit of souls. Matthew chapter 28 verse 19. Go therefore and make disciples of all nations. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and the Son and of the Holy Spirit. More people than ever are searching for answers to life. To faith and meaning. Our communities, friends, and families are more open to spirituality. Recent research shows one in four Australians will consider coming to church if someone asks them. And four out of five are open to spiritual conversation. Our challenge as followers of Jesus is to question ourselves. Are we asking are we inviting? Are we praying? Jesus has given us the responsibility and the privilege to go and help others find meaning, fulfillment, and purpose. Making disciples is not about recruiting people to a religious organization. It's not about inviting people to a philosophy club. It's not about inviting people to a like-minded people's charity where we do good things. 
It's not about introducing people to a certain rules, a certain set of rules. That's not what making disciples is all about. Making disciples is about inviting people and helping them discover their meaning, live to their fullest, and make an impact with their lives. That's what making disciples is all about. We help people discover why they exist. We help people live this life fulfilled. And we help people make something out of their lives. That's what making disciples is all about. We don't invite people to church so that they can learn to work slowly and talk slowly. We don't invite people to church so that they can start doing the stuff we do. We invite people to church so that they can discover their meaning. We invite people to Jesus so that they can live to their fullest. They are missing out. We invite people to church so that they can make an impact with their life. They are wasting their lives. We invite people to Jesus so that they can find meaning, fulfillment, and impact. Go and make disciples is a command Jesus made to all his disciples, including you and I. We are all called to go and invite others to discover and follow Jesus. People don't know what they don't know until they discover what they did not know. Most people do not know how much they need Jesus. Some people don't know how much they need Jesus. They are looking for solutions elsewhere to no avail. It will take me and you to go. We need to go where they are. People may never come to us. That's why Jesus sent us to them. They don't know what they don't know. If we wait for them to come to us, it may never happen. We need to leave our comfort zone and go to them. Go means taking the initiative. Taking the initiative. We are not all called to travel to a different country. Some people will. But we are all called to take initiative, to initiate a conversation, to initiate a conversation with our neighbor or our co-worker about Jesus. Those who are wise will shine like the brightness of the heavens and those who lead many to righteousness like the stars forever and ever. Daniel chapter 12 verse 3. Those who are wise will shine, but those who invite others, those who lead many to righteousness, will shine like stars. Everybody who will go to heaven will shine. Listen to this. Everyone will shine, but we won't all shine the same way. Those who are wise, it means those who make the right choice to follow Jesus, will shine like the brightness of heaven. What does it mean? It means they will receive their light from the heavenly light. Does it make sense? They will shine like the brightness of heaven. So heaven shines, so they will all shine, receiving their light. They are reflecting the light of heaven. However... Those who lead many to righteousness, those who are making disciples, those who help others to find and know Jesus will shine like the stars forever and ever. Shine like the stars means they will generate their own light. They will be their own source of light. Those who are wise will shine, full stop. They will reflect the light from God. 
those who call others to Jesus, those who lead others to Jesus, they will generate their own light. Do you see the difference? We will not need the light to come to us. We will produce light in heaven if we lead others to Jesus. We won't be the same in heaven. We will not be in the same glory in heaven. Some of us will be beneficiaries of the light that is already around. Some of us will be the producers of our own light. If that is not enough to you, let me move you to another scripture. If that is not an incentive enough, if that, 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 that does not excite you enough to go and make disciples, let me give you another scripture. Romans chapter 10, verse 14 to 15. How then can they call on the one they have not believed in? And how can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news. The statement, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring good news, does not refer to the appearance of the feet, but to the action. The first thing I told my wife, one day we were, we were, we were standing and we were still dating, we we're not yet married, and I look at the girl's feet and I say, oh, you have so beautiful feet. I've never seen such beautiful feet. Maybe that's what Jesus is talking about. Let me check. She's got so beautiful feet, my wife. Now, we are not talking about the appearance of the feet. But we are talking about the coming of the messenger of the gospel is beautiful. These feet are appealing because of what they carry. The event is beautiful because of what the receiver is about to hear. It's good news. It's good news. The receiver is about to receive a good news, so the feet that bring that good news are beautiful. It's the event that is beautiful. The feet, the people who move, who go and preach the gospel and share and invite, their feet are beautiful because they carry the good news to the person, to the receiver. It is good news. This good news. So I believe my wife's feet are really beautiful because they carry good news. So I was not wrong there. I was not wrong. People may reject good news. It's still good news. They don't know what they don't know. The gospel is good news because it points us to a meaningful, fulfilling, and impactful life. And above all, it points humanity to eternity. The gospel is not just about Jesus is coming back, let's go to heaven. The gospel redefines your life on earth. It, it gives your life purpose, meaning. Let me give you a tip. Start by building bridges. People respond better to the gospel when there is a pre-established relationship. People who are most likely to respond to your invitation are those who already have a relationship with you. Christians should be constantly building bridges, build relationships, and connect with their neighbors. To build sound relationships, we need to be trusted. And to earn trust, we need to display good character. 
if that will lead us to the second type of fruit Jesus expects us to produce, the fruit of character. The first one is the fruit of souls. The second one is the fruit of character. Jesus desires that his character will be produced in each of his disciples by the Holy Spirit. The character of Christ or Christian character is also called the fruit of the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, 22 to 23. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things, there is no law. Our character preaches louder than our words. That's what they say. Actions speak louder than words. And Jesus knew that. Second Corinthians chapter 5, 19 to 21. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and he has committed the message of reconciliation to us. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ, certain that God is appealing through us. We plead on Christ's behalf. We reconciled, we reconciled to God. He made the one who did not know sin to be sin for us so that we might become the righteousness of God in him. An ambassador acts on behalf of the government they represent. They do not have their own agenda. Their confidence comes from the country they represent and not the country they are living in. The ambassador of Australia in Kenya does not depend on the Kenyan economy or the Kenyan military. Their provision comes from Australia. As long as they stay connected to their country of origin, they are safe. They, are, they behave like Australians. They celebrate Australian whole public holidays. They speak Australian in Kenya. They are ambassadors. When the Bible calls us ambassadors for Christ, it implies that we represent Jesus in our communities. We must learn to speak like Jesus and act like him. We represent Jesus. Our spouses should feel like they are living with some version of Jesus. Our neighbors should see the reflection of Jesus on us. Our parents and children should hear Jesus in our language. Christians, we should reflect Jesus. We are ambassadors for Christ. Reflecting Jesus may sound unachievable, but God has made provision for us just as countries make provision for their ambassadors. God sent us the Holy Spirit to produce the character of Jesus in us. We simply need to say yes to the Holy Spirit and he will do the work in us. As long as we remain connected to Jesus, we will produce the fruit of character. As long as we listen to the Holy Spirit, we will display the life of Jesus. As long as we trust and obey the Holy Spirit, we will assume our role as ambassadors. Joy, love, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faith, gentleness, and self-control are the result of our intimacy with Jesus. The power to produce fruit comes from God, but the room to produce fruit is made by you. The power to display character, to build character comes from God, but the room to allow God to build character is from your yes. 
God, do it. God, I, I, I give you permission. Do it in me. Build that character in me. God is not going to force you to read your Bible. God is not going to force you to come to church. God is not to force you to serve him. In fact, God is not going to force you to produce fruits, but he has made provision for you. You need to be willing and God will do the lifting. Don't, don't try to change yourself. Don't try even to change your spouse. Just connect them to Jesus and he will do the job. If you want your wife to be a good wife, connect them to Jesus. Don't try to change them yourself. You will fail. We think we can change people. Only the Holy Spirit, their connection to Jesus will change them. That will lead us to the third type of fruit, which is the last one, the fruit of service. Fruit of soul, fruit of character, then fruit of service. Being fruitful also means being productive. Jesus expects his disciples to use their talent, their spiritual gift, and their skills to serve. You know you are serving when you are not the primary beneficiary of the result of your work. When it's not about you, you know you are serving. There is nothing wrong with being the primary beneficiary of your work. It's, called, it's, it's, it's not called service. It's called a job. It's okay to, to, to have a job. It's called caring for yourself or for your family. We simply call it work. We are encouraged to work and provide for our needs. But Jesus expects his followers to go in the world and serve. To go in the world and be the answer to needs. To go in the world and solve problems. Someone said, we were saved to serve. God empowers us with different capacities so that we can serve his cause. We are the feet and hands of Jesus. We all have some natural abilities called talent. No one has everything, but everyone has something. So talent may include a capacity to, to, for clear thinking, academic success, a good job, an influential social position, financial wealth, an influential personality, a good capacity to communicate and rally people, good looks, like my wife, a tender nature, a capacity to solve problems, natural leadership, a capacity to endure, a capacity to sympathize, a helpful disposition, a capacity to organize people and things, a capacity to plan and follow through, a creative mind, a capacity to solve problems, a good voice, a capacity for stage performance, a caring nature, a capacity to adapt easily, a retentive memory, a capacity to make friends with ease, natural kindness, and we can go on and on. Talent and natural gift received from God is our creator. Enabling us to be fruitful in life. Use them. Use your talent. Skills are learned or improved abilities we acquire through training or experiences. Spiritual gifts, however, are supernatural abilities given by the Holy Spirit for ministry. 
They may include 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 to 11. Word of wisdom, word of knowledge, prophecy, gift of healing, working of miracles, faith, discernment of spirits, different kind of tongues, interpretation of tongues, 1 Corinthians 12, 28. Apostles, prophets, teachers, workers of miracles, healers, helpers, administrators, speakers in various kind of tongues. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 11. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, teachers. Producing fruit involved using your talent, your skills, and spiritual gift to the service of God, the church, and the community. What do you have? Use it to serve. Go and use your capacity to serve. So let me leave you with three things. First one. Identify the four categories of people in your life. Identify the four categories of people in your life. Let me give you those categories of people. Find someone you are building relationship with. Put them to your left. Someone you are building bridges. Someone you are trying to bring to Jesus. To your left. Find someone you are inviting or having spiritual conversations with. So this one you have already started. So this one you are just building bridges. And this one you, are, you have already started. Always have these type of people in your life. People you are building bridges with. And people you have already started to have spiritual conversations with. Behind you, find someone you are helping to grow in their faith. They have made a decision to follow Jesus. You are helping them to make steps to follow Jesus. You can do it. You know, to, to help someone in their faith, it, it doesn't mean you know everything. It simply means you've made a few steps ahead of the person. Helping someone to know Jesus is just telling someone where to find bread. But we are all hungry. Sometimes we want to become the bread. We want to solve people's problems. No, we just need to point people to Jesus and that discipleship. Find someone you can help make one step. You can encourage to go to church. You can encourage to attend Connect Group. You can encourage to read their Bible. You can encourage to pray. You can encourage in their walk with Jesus. Just find someone like that. And find someone ahead of you who is helping you in your walk with Jesus. Our problem is pride. I don't want anyone to tell me what to do. Don't you really want anyone to tell you what to do? You don't know what you don't know. We all need someone to help us. Be intentional about allowing that person to speak in your life. Allow that person to speak in your life. Don't do life alone. You need someone to speak in your life. Someone you can trust, someone you can discuss life with, someone you can ask questions to, someone you can pray together. We call them accountability partner. You know the reason why we make a lot of mistakes in our lives is because we don't have accountability. There's nobody watching, nobody checking. Find someone ahead of you, someone behind you, someone to your left, someone to your right. Second, identify areas of your character that need improvement and ask for help. Ask for help. You may need to find a mentor to discuss those areas. Most of the times we struggle to change because of lack of accountability. 
Allow yourself to be accountable to someone and you will see quickly your character will improve. God works through people. God speaks to us through people. We recognize that we are not going to reach perfection on earth. But we can live a fruitful, fulfilling, impactful life here. And that will draw many people to Jesus. So with your character, identify the areas that you need help and expose them to someone. And finally, identify areas you can use your talent, skills, or spiritual gift and serve. Serving God is the most fulfilling endeavor we can undertake. Wherever we are, whatever we do, if we keep Jesus at the center, we will reap the results here on earth and eternal life in heaven. Hundred times on earth, if we serve Jesus, an eternal life in heaven. What are you doing or what will you start doing in service for God?